Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number seven of the Chris Rose Rotation on John Boy Media. We are back to the top of the batting order, if you will. Trevor May of the New York Mets. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm um, I'm already befuddled by your hat because I have no idea who Tuvim Roa Uri is. Yeah, just imagine. Um, well, I guess it's not like a mirror, is it? It's the opposite. Yeah, it says Trevor May. I don't oh, know how else to Okay, explain. I gotta go that. It's a I box got it. with my name in it. Merch, shout out. Gotta shout out the merch on the, remember, you're a hard hitter, man. People watch the show. Gotta eat that is impressive. That is impressive. Now, do Always you, thinking, this guy. Will you walk the streets of New York in a Trevor May hat? Yes. I've worn this hat to the field every day. Just backwards. <laughs> so people behind Come. me. I'm not billboarding on the front, but yeah, I'm. I got some I got some new merch coming that I'm going to be wearing at the field. I'm going to be like Stroman high to measure heart like status. Like, you know, I'm going to be decked. We got masks, we got we got uh headbands. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. That's nice. That's nice. Hey, we got a lot coming your way today on the Chris Rose rotation. We have our first ever guest and he is from the Pacific Northwest just like Trevor May. It is Blake Snell of the San Diego Padres. So got a lot of stuff to cover with him. Brand new team, game six of the World Series, growing up in the Northwest. Did you guys ever play against each other? You're a lot older than he is. I never played against him that I remember. I, To be honest, he, I think, he was, yeah, he's 15 when I was eight, 18. He's 20, what, 27, oh, turning okay. 28 now. So, yeah, he would have been – he was either in eighth grade or be, uh, going just getting into high school when I was – the year I was drafted. So I played against uh, – the guys I played against were Andrew Kittredge, was was like he was my he's from Spokane and so we're like we were like rivals without being rivals we were always like who's the better high school pitcher and he went to Washington Washington too so we were both going to Washington and then it was gonna be like who's gonna be the Friday night guy and then Ken Knutson the the the, the head coach got fired before we both would have went there so he actually went to UW and then I went uh, I went into the draft um, so neither one of us probably would have been the Friday night guy to be honest but yeah it was Kittredge and that's really like my that's my everyone else is like uh lamb um uh jake lamb jake lamb jake lamb uh was huh. two years younger than me uh and then chris or uh sally was three years younger than me so and they went to the same high school so those were like the guys in my in my crew but like my age yeah. two years in either way there was just nothing well in addition to blake snell who's coming your way in in mere moments, uh, we're going to start something where each of the six members of the rotation will break down a division that they no longer play in. Uh, so you're going to break down the American League Central, which you did play in for a half dozen years, but you will not face them this year unless it's in the World Series. So you won't hurt any feelings with what you're saying. OK, unless okay. you talk bad about your old team, which I can't wait to hear <laughs> okay. see if that's going to happen. So um, and then, of course, we'll see how you did on your homework assignment. So that's yeah. all coming your way. Yeah. here on the Chris Rose rotation, but I want to start out with this. There are Mets fans who are saying, it's blasphemy. Why in the world would your team practice getting the last out of the World Series in spring training? The baseball gods are paying attention, Trevor. Well, um, frankly, uh, we won the, what was it, the World Series in 1986? So like, yes if we're worried about things we're trying, I, I think we should just kind of let just, you know, let it happen. Um, 
one baseball supposed to be fun so we like to have some fun too but uh you know what you gotta you gotta see yourself there you gotta expect to win you gotta expect to have a feeling associated with it i actually had a question about visualization on another podcast recently and one of the big things i told him about was the feel i associate a feeling with accomplish like accomplishing what i'm trying to accomplish so i get in a big spot and i'm like you know two two on a guy bases loaded and like you know i'm like i'm like think about how good it's going to feel to punch this guy out that feeling like that gives me confidence and motivation because i really want that outcome it, it becomes like the only thing i can have there the failing is no longer anywhere in my head and more often than not i accomplish that that uh and so that's what they, we did that we went out okay. and everyone felt what it would be like to get it done and it was a team-wide thing and and to be honest being fired up started kind of like everyone's like yeah we won and they're like we won we won like everyone just kept getting like riling each other up so uh you know it was it was a it was a fun thing for sure so were you in the bull the fictitious bullpen and did you run in i was just watching mostly (laughs) i was on the side uh i wasn't i wasn't i didn't even get a chance to run in because some of us were like doing something on the side so uh but we could hear it and we saw them and we're like oh they must have done the 27 out drill just get you know you just you do a bunch of scenarios and if you do one without messing anything up missing a, and that's not just making errors it's like missing a cutoff man uh not throwing to the right base uh bobbling a ball anything and 27 straight times it's not as easy as it sounds like it, I, know. I know we're big leaguers but like you got to lock in for kind of a while in a spring training atmosphere so um it's it's anyone who played high school baseball knows how hard it was to do the 27 out drill so yeah big props yeah. to them okay you know though that there's a lot of new york fans who are like what the fuck are we doing they <laughs> kill course. it you know of that course. they're mf and you guys left oh, and, right for even- and you know what no one will care as long as we're winning so it's it's at the end of the day, our goal to it is the same and it's never going to change no matter you know, what people like or don't like or this or that or whatever. We have to go out, you know, whether a guy lifts a lot of weight or does the 27 out drill, it only matters when you're going against another team. And, uh, you know, our, 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 our goal is to bury people, man. And, and it's how it feels. It feels really good to be part of this clubhouse and, and guys getting their stuff done. So I love it. Every so, time we do anything like that, I love it. Uh, I did, I was watching you on SNY in one of your early outings and you gave up one of those windblown home runs and gave the greatest stink face ever, ever. Is this like on your wife, when you call your wife, is this the photo that shows up now? It might be. It might be. It was good. And it's funny. That's like, that was my transition phase too. Cause I did give like a, like a little bit of a harder one. And then I was like, Okay, as I was like, that was like, as I was turning around to get the ball. <laughs> so uh, just they caught it at a perfect time. But uh, yeah, someone on Twitter turned it into a meme immediately. And I was like, well, that's mine now. Uh, I'm going to put that everywhere because that's very much how I am. If people are feeding me content, I'm going to push it out there. Uh, but yeah, that was our, our left fielder ran in and then turned and ran and then turned and then turned and then turned and then stopped at the at the wall and then tried to jump and it was out over out by like two feet. I was just like, if, 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 if I was born again and they had to remake my middle name, it would be solo shot. So, uh, I'm just <laughs> at this point, I'm no longer surprised, but like, yeah, look at this. It just kept going. It's like, it's like pitching in a tornado, <sighs> whatever. doesn't count. Hey, solo shot, dude, if you're looking to sell merch, 
That's what you should walk around with on your chest. I like to to exude confidence. Yeah, project positivity around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to project positivity. Yeah, and we, you know, I can be self-deprecating. I just don't want it to last for a really long time. Okay, right. Yeah, there's a shelf life on that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. get it. Um, I don't know if you're an avid follower of Sports Illustrated. However, you have a teammate that was on the baseball on the cover of the baseball preview. There he is in all his glory, Francisco Lindor. So when that happens, do you guys bust his balls a little bit for, you know, do you bring in copies for him to sign into the clubhouse? Bringing who, who, who has a magazine? <laughs> well, I don't even know where to get one anymore. I don't think they even have them in gas stations. So I would have to order that. They sell those on Amazon. I have no clue. So, uh, uh, you know, maybe digital signature, I don't know. But yeah, we bust his balls a little bit, but then we're all like, <laughs> you're the face of the team loser. You know, <laughs> like, like uh, no, nah, he's, I think it's cool, man. I, I, I read Sports Illustrated as a kid, man. I learned how to throw all my pitches from Sports Illustrated from professional pitchers telling me. So like, that's a dream. Like if I ever were able to even sneak in to be mentioned in Sports Illustrated, I think it was cool. So, you know, that guy's as photogenic as they get. I, look at that. Look, like, look at the hair and the smile and the, just everything, man. Just does he just look right? Doesn't he just look right in, in, no, in blue? And actually, orange? he doesn't. He does, he does not. He re- look at he the does not. In fact, he that is great. a pained smile on his face. Yeah, he, looks he really misses upset. Cleveland so much. <laughs> so I could see it. Has he mentioned me once in, uh, when you guys have talked? Yeah, all the time. Wow. That's this. He's moved on, That's Chris. Painful. He should move on too. I. I can't. I can't. You, got, you got new exciting guys. You got new exciting guys. Hey, I, I'm not you sure if you, small, saw, if you saw the uh, the story about LeBron being now a member of the Red Sox ownership group. Pending I did approval. not see that. Yes. So you've got Patrick Mahomes, who owns a slice of the Kansas City Royals, and LeBron James, who's going to own a piece of the Boston Red Sox. If you could pick any celebrity to make as a – you know, Stevie Cohn co-owner, if you will, or even just a, you know, just have a little piece of the Mets where you're like, God, that's awesome. Who would it be? Who would it be? Would, hmm. would you go into your streaming world? Would it be? Oh, yeah. There's some some sort of entertainer. Would it be another athlete that you would want to? I feel like up? like a, having an actor. Like a, mm-hmm. like like Leo. Or something like if Leonardo oh. DiCaprio was just a big Mets fan, that would be so cool. Cause we'd be like, he's got to come by some point and check on his investment. Right. Right. Like, that would be like that. I think that would be cool. Or like Brad Pitt or something like, like one of those guys. Uh, if, if one of those guys uh, got, got a minor, got, got a minority stake in, in one of the teams, like that would be super cool. That'd be super cool. It's not yeah. bad. Let's go with Leo. I'm, I'm a big Leo fan. Yeah. Let's go. Are you? Yeah. Best Leo movie? Oof. Departed? He's so he's so good in Django Unchained, but Departed oh, is really yeah. good. Um, you know what I loved? It's a fun, silly little movie is Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. Also, oh, phenomenal. It, it, that's one of those ones like they would always play it on TNT. Like it'd always be on TV. Right. And I'd be like, oh, I'm watching this. I don't care where it is in, in, the, in the movie. This is a great movie. Let's watch it again. No, he plays that, that role really good. Uh, Inception. Like the kind of like the 
leader you know he's got something up his sleeve something's going on we don't really know all the facts same with the part of the same like that he's 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 really he's really good in those roles yeah it's good great i point. bet you anything that you are a huge movie guy on team flights big movie guy yeah big 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 movie guy on team flights i, I have very very strong opinions about movies i'm a i am a christopher nolan fanboy like really people who people like a lot of people didn't get tenet as soon as he said like the main plot of Tenet, and then I watched it and I was like, this is absolute like filmmaking genius. I don't think you guys understand how actually incredibly this movie's put together. Like it's really crazy. That's visionary. Still haven't done it. You haven't I seen still it? Haven't done it. Nah, I know. It's, We've talked it's about very, it's very you there there is a point where he's where something is said and you need to just accept that's what happened. And don't try to wrap your head around it because it's a little bit theoretical, if that makes sense. But once you mm -hmm. accept that that is part of the world, then the movie's freaking awesome. It really is. But a lot of people couldn't get past like the theory. Like, they're like, what? How could that be a thing? Like, you get stuck there and then they're stuck there the whole movie. So that's those are the people that didn't like it as much. But I was like, this is, this is just, I'm having a, the best time. Let's watch it again. And my wife was like, no, what? Like, let's watch I'm, it. Backwards. You know what? I, I smell a segment coming up later in the season, yeah. which is you you being a movie critic. Mm. I totally mm. can see this happening. Mm. I like that. Let's do that. You know, you're you're the guy who squeezes more into 24 hours a day than anyone I know. So we'll just throw that one on top of your plate. Mm. Okay. okay, let's do it. Cool. All right, uh, we've got Blake Snell of the San Diego Padres getting ready to join us right after this. We'll be right back to the Chris Rose rotation after this message from DraftKings. Jim, the tournament is in full swing. How about that Iona upset? I saw it coming from a mile away. Alabama oh did not stand God. a chance. I didn't think they'd beat them by 20, but I knew they'd beat them. Beat them by two 20s. They beat them by 20 both halves. Mm -hmm. Iona beats Alabama by 40. You guys 40 all watched that. 42 to 2. Jim, DraftKings. They changed the deal. They gave away that much free money. Now they want to There's give away a new more. deal. New deal. The new deal. FDR. Bet one dollar. Oh my god. It's free money. One dollar on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win a hundred dollars. So, just picking winners, people. Iona versus UConn. Here we go. Just pick winners. One dollar into one hundred dollars if you pick the winner right. And hey, if you're not a basketball guy, UFC 260's rolling through. I O N A Iona 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 Gales. Download that can't be their chant. The top-rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code Rose R O S E like the flower when you sign up. Turn one dollar into a hundred. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's promo code Rose. Rose. You must be twenty-one or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or in Indiana one eight hundred nine. With, with it. it and we're back we continue on here on the chris rose rotation on john boy media as we welcome in our first guest ever so no pressure blake snell of the san diego padres welcome to the rotation how are you man i'm good i appreciate you having me i didn't know i was number one that's that's pretty impressive i didn't think i would make the number one yeah but this is history dude trevor this thank is, you 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I, 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 it was all me, bro. All me. One. I was the first, I was the first episode host and you're the first guest, dude. Washington representing right there. Yeah, unbelievable. Love that. Who would have so, thought, dude? Look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are both from the Seattle area. Blake, did you know of Trevor May? Like when you were growing up, was he, was he like the big guy? I honestly, I didn't know about him. And like, and it's kind of crazy to even think about it, but I'm just such a, like, I don't know. I'm such a like introvert in the way of, I don't know anyone like Keone Keller. He's like, yeah, we're playing against you all the time. This time I'm like, yo, I don't remember anything. Like so bad. I didn't even and know I, Keone Keller was. <laughs> yeah. He's West either. Seattle. Like Chief. No Self. way. Yeah. And I, and I, I literally live you. next to Chief Self now. Like that's where I live. <laughs> yeah. My dad's telling me all of this. Like my dad knows everybody. And then me, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember. And then, um, yeah, like, I didn't know Trevor until he started streaming. And then I was just always watching his streams, like, lurking. Never saying anything, just lurking. Okay. Yeah, that's, I didn't know that either. So we're learning all yeah. kinds of stuff today. And, I, <laughs> and, and not to correct you right at the beginning of the show, I'm actually from a town kind of far away from Seattle. But we all say the Seattle area because it's the only city in the whole yeah, state. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but seriously. I'm, I'm actually closer to Portland when I grew up uh, in southwest Washington, just in the sticks. And, uh, but I, I played like when I was 17 and 18, I just went, I played for a Seattle team and I went up and we yeah. like, we played against a, a bunch of Eastside Catholic guys. That's who, that's who I played with. Okay. So did you not know of Blake Snell when he was coming up and being this big time prospect? I did know. I mean, when he was drafted, obviously it was like, oh, hell yeah. Him and him and Conforto, uh, yeah. were like the pride of, of, I mean, I was the first guy drafted out of our state my year and I was a, a fourth rounder. So like, it's like not a baseball hotbed, but to get to, to, well, actually we had, I was telling him too, uh, Sally before you from Bishop yeah. Blanchett too. So we had like three first rounders out of high school, uh, or our, actually Conforto went to Oregon, but, uh, yeah. um, like three first rounders in that short of time, we just don't have many first rounders from up there. So yeah, of course I, I, I knew about them immediately when you guys were pretty much all seniors in high school. I had heard about, cause my dad's, my dad's like your dad. Yeah, <laughs> my dad like, knows everyone who's yeah. anyone in Washington, uh, sports wise. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But you were both Mariners fans. I mean, we'll, we'll get into your dad, Blake, because he he actually pitched in the Mariners organization. So you grew up like, I mean, were, yeah. was it Griffey or was he gone by the time that you like started caring about baseball and stuff like it that? It was like, it was Griffey, uh, but like, I don't really understand how to watch the game. And then it was Ichiro and like Brett Boone and Beltre and Sexton and like, yeah, yeah like, it was those guys. And then, like, Jose Lopez is second, Unieski Betancourt. Like, I remember Dan Wilson really well, too. And then he, his son ended up playing for my brother's team, so that was pretty cool. Um, but it's more like the older guys. Like, even, like, I don't know. I, I like I like the older team where it was, like, Joey Cora, Griffey, Buner, David Segui. Like, I love all those guys, but, like, I didn't understand how to watch baseball. I just liked watching them play. But then, like, when Ichiro came in, I was like, okay, I'm older. I understand baseball a lot better. And then Ichiro was my guy. Raul Abanez, Mike Raul. Cameron, John Allrude, all those guys. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Uh, the one team, the 116-win team was like the – that's when yeah. everyone was like, oh. Oh, my God. Wow. We could win yeah. it. Yeah. Pretty much when, like, Safeco Field was built was when I was like, yeah, okay. 2000, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Did either of you guys get to face Ichiro? I missed I him did. by one batter. 
Oh. I got pulled. I, he was on deck. I, I'm not even lying. I faced him and I walked him. I was so like just nervous. Like it was so cool. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I just walked him. That's, that is man. I'm. I was so fired. I was pitching so bad too. I was like, no, just, just hang on one more. We get one guy <laughs> out. Dude, he's right there. I don't even care if he clears the bases. I just want it to be him, please. And he was, yeah. you know, he's in the Marlins. He was, he was at the end yeah. there. Oh god, that would have been so cool. Yeah, I never I got don't... to face anybody except for Carlos Guillen. I got to face him. That's sick. Once in the minors, that was funny. Yeah. And Freddie Garcia started for them too. So Freddie Garcia was the starting pitcher, and Carlos Guillen played sh- short in like a high A game in like 2009. Hey, that pitching staff when it was like Freddie, Pin- Pin- uh, Joel Pinero. Um, it was like Shannon Hasagawa, like all those guys. What? I love Joel Pinheiro. I thought he was way underrated at 12 yeah, six. Really? That's why I learned a 12 six curveball. I guess curveball was nasty. Yeah, that's so <laughs> that's so awesome. You know, all these guys. <laughs> oh, of course, bro. I was, I was just into it as you are. I mean, dude, we, if we don't get where we are without yeah. being crazy baseball fans, and the Mariners were just the wave, man. Really so, were. Blake, I'm curious. When Ichiro steps into the batter's box, I get mm-hmm. it. You're a big leaguer, but did you have to like collect your thoughts Let's, for just a second? Well, so I was like, I always wanted to meet him. And like before I pitched against him, Chris Archer was like, yo, like you're going to meet him. Like, and I was like, no, no, like I, I want to meet him, but I like don't. Like I don't want to be rude. And then Archer goes up to him and Ichiro and him are like, cool. And I didn't say one word. I was just red faced and I was like, hi, Ichiro. Like, <laughs> He just like, I don't know, like for me watching him all those years hit 300 every year, like it was nothing. And like, it's just like, he's a God, like, this is how I look at him. So then when I met him, I didn't know what to say. I was just red faced. I was just like, nice to meet you. And then when I pitched him, it was just like, I don't know, it's Ichiro. Like you just, it was just like the coolest thing to just like actually face him and like know it's him and then. It's like, I don't want to strike them out, but like, I want to pitch to them, but it was weird. Like, I don't know how to like describe that. You're like cheering for them a little bit, but you're like, I got to do my job and I want to stay here. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah. And Archer gave me crap after that. Of course he didn't. See, (laughs) I talked to Trevor about this the first time through the rotation. He's like, you know, I've seen Edgar Martinez and he was my family's favorite player when I was growing up, but I've never been able to walk around the you know the batting cage to go say hi i'm like guys go, go say hello you guys have this amazing opportunity to meet some legends and it's okay to be fanboy for a little bit don't you think yeah. blake we're just we're just low-key man. yeah it's just like it's, you just want to like respect their space and their privacy and you don't want to be the guy that's like hey i don't mean to bother you but let me bother you yeah, like that's the worst. So you just like watch them and just stare awkwardly. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's just tough. Like you just respect them so much, you don't want to do anything to like get in their way. But by the way, why wouldn't you bother Trevor May on his stream? You were like, I'm just hiding. Oh, in the he background. popped in. He just, uh, but he he'd, he'd say, "Hey, what's up?" And then he just like have it open. He wasn't like active all the time. I knew he was in there, good amount, but. Uh, yeah, I'm usually just creeping, and then I'll say something, and then like other people will try to talk, and I'm like, I didn't come in here to like talk to you. Ask questions, just, exactly. You gotta yeah. be, you gotta be, you gotta be sneaky sometimes, especially like if you're a player, another player, because everyone's like, oh, all the questions we were gonna ask Trevor, let's just ask Blake now. Yeah, and then it's just yeah. like you don't want to be disrespectful. Like I want to go into a stream to watch him. I don't want it to be like 
where they're like, oh, Blake, what's up, this, that. And then the whole chat's like, Blake. And then you're like, this is not why I came in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just you guys, stupid. You guys ever played against each other? Against? Uh, in a, uh, just in a, maybe in some, in, in, a, in a couple MLB, like, tournaments. Yeah. Uh, we played with each other, though. We played some Fortnite together. Yeah. Fortnite together yeah. Call of Duty. Trevor was nasty. I thought I was, like, really good. And then I watched him play. I was like, yo, I got no shot. It's TJ, bro. That's what that's what it does, man. It gives you an, a, a year to get good at something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were nasty. Don't get it. Just avoid it. Yeah, I'll do, it. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> Wait, you got your streaming set up right now out in AZ, don't you? Yeah, I got it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start streaming and like I'll actually put it all together once I get to San Diego. Well, let's see your setup. Let's see like oh, the okay. uh, this. Yeah, right now it's. <laughs> It's not, it's just a computer and a TV. Oh. Yeah, there's like nothing to it. It's pretty boring. You got it in front of the couch, too, don't you? Oh, yeah, it's right in front of me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Back problems, just, just hunched over with your controller. All the time. I have a yeah. chair that's already at the house in San Diego. Oh. Yeah, I'm the same way. I got my PC up there. They sent it just straight up to New York. So, like, I don't, I'm, I'm on a laptop. So I'm just, yeah, like, ah, whatever. I'll just wait and we'll just, I'll do I what just I can. I got a laptop for, for uh, streaming. Like on the road, yeah. With Nvidia, it's sick. I can't wait. Yeah. I'll definitely. Well, it's usually not your computer that's the problem; it's the internet. But well, you know, hopefully you got some good hotels. You'll you'll keep you start <laughs> keeping a book. Like I have a book. I'm like, not nah, Cleveland can't stream there. Detroit, yes, we can do that. Yeah. It's a good hotel. Like <laughs> that's how it was last year. Like I knew exactly. I would schedule it based on whether the internet was going to be good or not at the hotel. That's uh, hey, how's, like- how's the new? How's the new crib in San Diego? Uh, I'm renting, so it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like the owner's super cool, so um, I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, it's it's nice. It's in La Jolla, and it's a nice area. And Yeah, I can't complain. I haven't, like, I've only seen pictures, so once I get there, I'll be more excited. But I've heard a lot about it. So wait a second. This, this is what you guys have to do. You have to put your money down on something you've never seen before. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Same, same here. I know where I'm, I'm staying. I just know there's furniture in it, which is your our eyes lit up, especially in New York. Yeah. They're those like there's internet there or they're like, hey, you got gigabit internet and there's furniture. I'm like, oh. that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to see pictures. Give it to me. Hey, can I park my car somewhere? They're like, yeah, you have your own pri- private parking. I'm like, what? Uh, that's, that's, that's how it went. And we're just going to show up. And hope it's yeah. great. The, the internet is the key. The gigabyte internet, internet. It that's is. like the key. It is the key. So like, that's what oh, you yeah. asked for more than oh, the first thing. Than anything. Yep. What's the internet like? Yep. Yeah, you don't want like oh, like we're we have a seventy-five up and like five down. You're like nah. Uh, yeah. No, nah, I can't like, do that podcast later. We need to we need <laughs> to up that up a little bit. Chris is counting on me. I gotta, I gotta have a good internet connection here. Can't be cut now. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you. And by the <laughs> way, why didn't you, why didn't you buy, Blake? Why didn't um, you buy? I don't know. I'm only there for three years. I ran it. I mean, I probably should buy just because I am there for three years. Yeah. Uh, but as I was thinking about it, like, I don't want to do what I just did in Florida, where I buy a house. I was there for two years. I finally made it the way I wanted. I loved it to death, and then I had to sell it. Yeah, but this is San Diego, bro. Like it's, it's it's a house West, in San Diego. Bro. Like, are you gonna get rid of a house in San Diego? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, it's something to think about. But this year, 
I'm raining yeah. and I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I've lived out in Southern that. California for two decades, bro. So we are on our fifth home, my wife and I, our fifth different home. You make goo gobs of money every yeah. time in Southern California. So at the very least, if things don't work, and I hope they do, I hope you play your rest of your time as a San Diego Padre. But if they don't, after three years, you're going to call me and you're going to go, Chris Rose, thank you. Thank you I for making me buy that house. I'm just telling you. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've heard nothing but amazing things about San Diego. And I was there for the yeah. postseason for two weeks. And I didn't get to check out the city, but I enjoyed the weather. I enjoyed, like, the vibe. Very just relaxed. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah, I Same like, with New York. It's going to be really, like, chill, <laughs> relax. And the fans are pretty much just like, you know what? Do what you do, and we're cool, you know? Yeah, like, if you have a bad game, like, we're not going to get up. <laughs> yeah, you. don't even worry about it. Just come on over to Twitter. See what's up. <laughs> <laughs> You got hey, so 20, I, good stuff, 20 good games and one bad game. Oh my, you're gonna hear about uh, it. I just uh, I'll be I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I, I read your work in the players' tribune and I loved mm -hmm. it. I loved every aspect of it. I loved how much you said you're gonna miss like just the everyday people down in Tampa, yeah. whether it's security guards or the people that help you with your food and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like was is that the toughest part of being traded in your opinion? Yeah, because it's like you get to see these people every day. They have a big impact on your life. Uh, and like they're actually like a good amount of, you know, your happiness. So like every day when I drive into the field, like seeing Vinny, the security guard, and then, you know, just the other security guards and then seeing Bird at the front door. And then uh, it's just like the relationships you build every day. Like, hey, how's your day? What's new? What's going on? Like just those conversations, they mean a lot. And then when you go to like, Kyle Snyder, like, that's like, he's literally my second father. And I, I was with him for all 10 years with Tampa. And we were able to do so many, like, great things together and accomplish so many cool things. And then you go to just all the rest of the coaching staff, trainers, like, it's just everybody, even the front office. Like, I, I made sure I knew everyone's names. I was able to talk to them. I knew everything about them, their family, who they're dating. Um, and it was just very important to me to know that because knowing that, like it let them know that I care about their life and then they cared about my life. And then it was just a really good, like family feel. So then when I got traded, like it really sucked. I remember when I was flying in to like pack all my stuff, uh, probably like a couple of days after I got traded and it was finalized. Like I was pretty sad about it all just because like I, I pure, like I love being a Tampa Bay Ray. Like it was everything for me. I love being the underdog. And then I love how I started on the losing team and I finished where we, took you know we were runner up in the world series which you know that hurt a lot but um just the whole team and how close i was to everyone that would like that had to do with that organization um and it, it just yeah it was definitely really really hard and it still is like i'm not gonna lie like there's still times where i, I mean i'll call all of them up just randomly when i think about it i'm just like yeah just i miss you and just what's new what's going on but it's definitely tough because I was there for 10 years and I really did invest into a lot of people there. Who do you call? Uh, I call like Kyle Snyder all the time. I got all the time. And then Justin Sua, Joey Greeny, which is Joey Greeny's the strength coach. Um, Sua's the mental skills coach. Um, I've talked to Cash like three or four times on the phone. Uh, talked to, uh, to Neander, the GM, a couple of times. 
Um, and yeah, just some of the players as well. But and then I text a bunch of them and talk to them on Instagram. But I, I, I do a good job. At, I mean, I still talk to a lot of the people there. Even like Bird, the security guard, like I talk to him probably at least once or twice a month, like still. But it's just, it's the relationships that we build. And then the clubhouse guys, like those were my boys. So that was definitely tough because I've, I've been a lot of those clubhouse guys, like three of them I've been with them since 2012, like actually knowing of them, who they are. So that, that, that definitely sucks. But I was just really connected with everything throughout that organization. Shout out to Bird, by the way. Oh, Bird's the word. I love him. That's good. Shit talker? Give you shit all what? the time? Yes, every day. That's why I love them. Kept me on my what toes. What would you say? Uh, most of the times he would say, Snell, what the hell are you wearing? That was like his number one thing. Anything like if jeans had holes in them or if I wore like just anything that was a little too bright or flashy, like, what are you doing? Um, but he was always like, I give him a hug every time I saw him, like, and we just would talk about life. And I mean, but he would bust, you know, he would definitely throw a lot of jokes at me, but it was always just throughout the day. There's nothing I could really pinpoint. Trevor, is that what you miss in Minnesota? Absolutely, man. Uh, fan base there is awesome. And, and I really appreciate like all the support, especially with like me, I'm going down and trying to come back and going down and trying to come back. And, and there was, there was always a lot of people in my corner, but yeah, when it comes to like Dan at the front, the front, uh, the front door and, and, and hot rod, the, the head clubhouse guy, he's my dude. He's him and his staff, like if I need to talk about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, I went to Tim. If I needed, if I needed, uh, uh, you know, like anything car related, Austin, like we we had a guy for everything, and they were just uh, uh, just really close knit guys, and they and they're all guys that have been there since you know since I, I was you know at the end of the year last year, I was the longest tenure twin, been on the team the longest, and um, all those guys have been there with me the whole time, and uh, I still talk to him quite a bit and, and let him know that. And and Mike Herman, the travel sec traveling secretary over there, and Dustin Morse, the PR guy, um, also long time tenure twins guys. So they've been there together forever. Uh, and you know, I, I I've been trying to hit them with texts to let them know they're still top five in the division, uh, and uh, and they're they're doing a good job. And and uh, I say hi to the to the to the Mets guys for them. And 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 uh, it's cool too because now I'm being here and I'm starting to like figure these relationships out with these guys too. And, uh, it's a, it's, you just got to find, uh, I'm thinking about it this way. I think about it. Like I get an opportunity to make that those relationships with more people now and, uh, and, and like widen that circle. And, and you know, that's, I, I'm, it's always bittersweet. And when I, I was traded, but from the Phillies in 2012 too, and that was bittersweet too, because I had so many friends there and so many like coordinators and things that helped me get to where I was. But then another team like showed that they really wanted you. So it's like that's that's a nice feeling to know that you weren't being let go. It's just it was just time. Um, and and that another team like really wants you to be part of their family. So you got to find ways to fit, fit in and and, uh, you know, find your place there. And uh, since I've been here, man, it's it's been the feeling in this clubhouse is it's different and very similar to a lot of the like expectation to win and, and a lot of like a lot of new guys too also learning the same names everyone's got a mask on i gotta i gotta memorize people's like just you know their eye wrinkles and stuff 
and like how tall they are. And like, that's how I'm remembering people. Uh, it's hard as hell. Um, but I'm also fortunate, like half the coaching staff here, like was guys I either played with or <laughs> have played against, uh, which just shows how old I am now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, it's bittersweet, but, um, you know, I, I have nothing but good things to say about the Minnesota organization. They treated me like as good as you can treat a guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've even had guys come up and be like, Oh, would you, if you had an opportunity to go there, would you go there? I'm like, absolutely. hundred percent. And that's, I'm going to be honest. That's not always the case, man. Everyone doesn't say that about everywhere they've been. So, um, but it, it's a top notch organization that does the things the right way. And a lot of great people there. I, I really, I do, miss awesome. them. I do miss them a lot. So Blake, it was interesting. Cause you said you even miss them still uh, several weeks yeah. into like, how do you get out of that? Because you're like, I know that mentally I have to turn it on and give the San Diego Padres everything I've got. But if you haven't, do you feel like you have to move on a little bit from Tampa? Do you have to convince yourself of doing that? Uh, I mean, I do catch myself saying we all the time as in Tampa, which is weird. Um, but I don't think I have to move on from it. I mean, I'm aware of where I'm at. I'm, I'm aware that I'm a Padre. I'm aware you know, that this is my new team and this is a team that, you know, they traded their guys to get me and they really wanted me and I'm aware of that. But I'm really big on the, like, what I feel. Like, I, I like to sit in it and, like, you know, really, like, understand why I'm feeling that way. And um, it's not to say that I don't love being a Padre. Like, the, the staff here, the players here are, like, amazing. So much fun to just talk to, hang out with. Um, I really do like a lot of things here, but... I don't know. I just, when I played baseball, like all of the professional baseball I know is being a Ray. And all the things that I would do was with those people that I created like really great, strong bonds with. And I, I do miss it. Like, I'm not going to lie to myself or try to like say, okay, you can't miss it. Like, no, I do. And I'm not going to like hide that or run from that. Like, I'm going to be aware of that. And I'm going to make these new, you know, relationships and bonds and all of that here, but again, like I'll probably miss being a Tampa Bay Ray forever, but that's just because that was such a special place to me. And you shouldn't have to turn those emotions off. I, I'm a big believer yeah. in that. I, I do want to get to this. I know that you're sick of game six talk, but I want to ask Trevor, mm -hmm. if you were a Tampa Bay Ray reliever watching the way Blake Snell was throwing in game six of the World Series and they told you to get up and start throwing, what would you have thought? I would have thought about saying uh, bullpen's close. Um, just took the phone and just said nah. But <laughs> I understand that's that's not a that's not our decision to make. And I'm going to be honest, uh, Minnesota. We had a a fairly similar approach to games. Um, so, but I, I think uh, I think it was last now you had on uh, an earlier episode of the show uh, talking about how everyone knew you were on right. Like it was just. That first inning, bro, I was just like, he is throwing the ball exactly where he wants to throw it. And I know what that feeling is, and it's there's nothing like it. You want to ride it forever because, you know, it, you remember those other times we don't have it and it, having its way better. Um, but I can I can only imagine what it was like to look out and see someone warming up because I know that feeling too. Even as a reliever, I know that feeling. And uh, and especially when it's like it's do, or, it's do or die time and you have the ball and you've had the ball and you've been doing it already. I mean – I, it's it's that's just, I, I just can't even I can't imagine you know after 
the fact, and we could see it in your face and we, we, everyone knew, and I know as a competitor that sometimes you just want to go compete, even though it's maybe not something you've done, you know, maybe not the way that it's been done all year. And maybe not, but this is the time where you just got to go for it. And, uh, so I felt, I felt for you in a big way, but at the same time, like, you know, that was your formula, right? That was your team's formula. You guys got there by doing that. You had, you know, Andy's, I played with Andy in AAA. That guy's insane. <laughs> so like, it's, it's just one of those things like, if it works out, everyone's like, oh, amazing job. But if it doesn't work out, then it's the opposite. Yeah. There, there's no middle ground. There's no way to, like, the only way to win is to win, right? So yeah. um, the same thing, someone said at, what, 2015 when they left Harvey in for the ninth against the mm-hmm. against Kansas City. He goes out and finishes that game. We're not talking about it, right? But he didn't, and it didn't happen. And that's, that's, what, that's how it went. Uh, and so, like, it's just... It only has so much value, like second guessing what happened. But uh, I felt I felt for everyone, everyone after that, because I just know what goes into making those decisions. And you just kind of you just got to default to what you do. Um, and that's I know that's what Kevin did. So, again, but I felt for you as as a as a fellow pitcher. I'm like, yo, I know he just yeah. wants him to rip that ball out of his cold, dead fingers <laughs> before. Have he you heard from a lot of other major league pitchers, Blake, like what Trevor just uh, said? Yeah, like after for like two, three weeks, like it was just nonstop. Like that's all I was hearing. It's all like, but I just kind of like after that game, like I just turned like turned like away from everything. I didn't reply to nobody. Like I just kind of went home and like just did my thing, like whatever it was, like just hang out, play vids, stream a little. Like I was just chilling. Like once that happened, I just got numb. I didn't know how to feel it. I didn't know. Like, I know what I was doing. I know how I felt, but, like, it was still just a numb moment. Like, I couldn't believe we lost. I didn't want to lose. Like, you get to the World Series, like, all you want to do is win. Um, and, like, I wanted to beat them so bad. So, I was just numb afterwards. I didn't really know how to act, what to do, how to feel. Like, it was just weird. Even in my interview, like, I was just so lost. Like, just really upset that we lost. And the way we lost made it even worse. But... Yeah, there's not really like I, I know a lot of people hit me up because my phone was blowing up nonstop, but I didn't really read anything. I just kind of let it go. That's all you can do, man. Would you would you do it the same way over again? Like, or would you Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I would. I don't I don't think I did anything. Um yeah, like I did everything I wanted to do in that moment. Like the only person I cared to talk to after that game was my dad. So when I was able to talk to him about it, like that's all I really cared about. But it was definitely like, I don't know. And I feel like I'll feel that way about that game forever. Like it'll never leave me. Was it, did it help to talk to your dad afterward? Cause I, I know you wrote in the player's tribune that he had tears. Yeah. Like, and I, like, or did it yeah, hurt I, more when yeah. you saw him? Uh, I mean, it, it hurt. I don't think there's more or less. It just really sucked. Um, but, like, seeing him and, like, this has been something. I mean, we've been trying to do this, get to the big leagues, World Series, biggest moments, games, if you want to be there. Like, we've been practicing this, like, my whole life. So, to see him, like, and how upset he was, like, it just, like, allowed me to know, like, yeah, this is all right to feel the way I feel. But I was more so just, like, damn, like, that happened sad confused lost like yeah it's just even like now like i'm still like i don't i don't really think about it too hard 
because it is um that's weird my dad's calling me sorry i'm gonna cut out my dad's literally calling me right now um i told him to call me after his dinner but um yeah like i don't know how to feel or like even look at it like i just tune it out type thing like i just stay away from it got it all right let's quickly talk about your new team Mm -hmm. i saw tatis tag up on a 150 foot pop-up again in spring training now that's cool when it's regular season bro have you ever seen anything like this that's the one thing i've noticed our base runners they run hard and they're trying to get every bag anytime we can make a play they're going to make a play there was a uh ball hit the first we had a guy second third they made the out at first and tommy Pham was coming around and he scored from second on a ball that was in the infield the first baseman threw it to the pitcher who got to first and then he was lazy threw the ball home late and we scored two runs off of a a weak ground ball to first base like this team but like it's just they play hard and like like Tatis just I don't know he's that fast like that dude flies he's really good (laughs) he's really really good good. he's got to earn that that MLB the show cover is what he's got to do but yeah it's it's he's crazy man I'll say this he wouldn't rent in San Diego. He can buy. <laughs> oh, he can buy whatever he wants. <laughs> He's probably already bought. Uh huh. All right, guys. I'm going to put you two on a pitch clock. So we're kind of going to run through a few uh, quick topics here. I want you to answer. Uh, best road city in the show to visit and why? Trevor, you go and then Blake, you Ooh, follow up. Best road city. Uh, I'm a big fan of Chicago. Lots of really, really good food in Chicago. Hey, Chicago or, or San Francisco, but we'll go with Chicago. Uh, Chicago, just anything you want. Um, really cool city. And both the teams are – it's always a battle with both those teams too. So it's good baseball, really good food. I really enjoy going to Chicago. I'm going to go uh, Seattle because it's home. <laughs> and then outside of that, I'm going to go Toronto because the city is just a lot of fun, a lot of things to do. Um and yeah, I've just always loved my time in Toronto. Nice. Okay, best clubhouse setup. What is it? Blake, we'll go you and then Trevor. Uh, yeah, New York Yankees. Uh, they, they like, they, everything about that clubhouse, the clubbies, the food, the way they treat you, like, it's just everything. It's like, that is the, like, most pro clubhouse I've been in. And yeah, I love playing the Yankees too. They're always the fans are always just so much fun. Same, it's it's very show. You walk in there after a game and a dude's carving prime rib in front of you, and you're like, "This is it." Yes, I made it. <laughs> uh, I made it. And then they also have the little uh, they have the little roster that says everyone's service time, which is always fun. That's yeah, nowhere else. Up. So we always know exactly how much service time everyone on the team has. Uh, I don't know why, but they're the only team that does that. Yeah, and then playing against Yankees fan, we played the DS there, and and it was Amazing. just yeah, I mean, insane to be on the opposing te- opposing team. It could be very much the other way. It could be really bad for some people. You get food hit, you get hit in the head with the chicken tender or something. But uh, uh, but just I just took it in. I was just like, this is this is like what I watched when I was a kid. Like this is it. This is this is what you're. This is the stage. This is there is no bigger stage. So yeah, I'm never gonna forget. Even though that series went horribly i I, i'll I'll never forget like just like them announcing their lineup like i was like 
I mean, you can you can hate the steam as much as you want. This is cool. <laughs> well, then I have a feeling I know the answer to this. Biggest shit talking fans, Trevor. Oof. Um. So actually, to be honest, Yankees haven't been direct. It's just general, right? The most like the people that like look you in your eyes from five feet away and just try to destroy your life are the Phillies fans. Like they're because they're in the bullpen too. Like it's just, you're in a box and they're just all like hanging over. Um, We've had some good ones in Baltimore too, but like, I'd say, I'd say the stuff, some stuff I've heard, I've only played one series in Philly. I'm going to be there a lot now, but one series in Philly, I've never heard the things I was, I was just like, you are attacking us. Like, you know, things that happened to me when I was 13, somehow, like things I completely forgot about things I locked away. Where is this coming from? But it's always fun because you can like clap back a little bit and like they're like right there. You could you could just like high five them if you want. And so um, you can always go inside in Yankee Stadium. You can just like shut the door and you can't even hear the crowd at all. Uh, but Philly, there's nowhere to go. So I'm I'm looking forward and they hate us. So I'm lo- really looking forward to, to that this year. Yeah, I would go. Uh, I would go in New York because at first, like. I was a rookie, so they really, like, didn't like me. And they were all over, like, making sure, like, they said everything they could say. And um, But then as I got, like, older and then more established, um, they were, like, they, like, stopped talking crap. And they started, like, being my friend. <laughs> it was kind of weird. But the transition was funny because I always I always interact with fans. Like, uh no matter what you call me, like, I'm going to find a way to get you to be my friend. So by the end of, you know, them talking crap, I would just continue to say, like, come on, let me hear it. Let me hear it. And then by the time they're done, they got nothing left to say. Then I might say a couple things back. But, yeah, the Yankee fans towards the end, they were, they were great. Last one. The one teammate who would always talk your ear off on a team flight while you're trying to rest. Ooh. You got to be somebody. That it might be the same up. guy. Who you, you got? Sergio, bro. Oh my god, <laughs> Romo! Like close. It's Romo, easy. Like you can talk yeah. for and, and for six hours nonstop. The second problem. he locks into you, too, it's over. He sees you like crossing. You're like, you and you, and you make like, contact, you he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Sergio Serge. can talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sergio Romo for sure. He's a funny one. All right, Blake, before we let you go, we get to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. So we spin it, we land on a category, and off we go. He made this himself, by the way. Love it. (laughs) Get up here. I need from each of you your call to the show. How did you get it, Blake? Um, Yeah, I was in Norfolk, which is a place that I really hated playing. Um, <laughs> and um, it was like, I think it was on a Thursday. Yeah, it was on a Thursday. Maybe a Friday. I don't know. It was on one of those days. Jared Sandberg was the manager. He called me. Um, and I had to like meet him at the hotel. It was early morning. And then it was him, uh, Dewey Robinson, the pitching coordinator, and Kyle Snyder, the pitching coach for Durham at the time. And uh, yeah, they just told me like, uh, you're getting called up. You're going to pitch Saturday against the Yankees. Uh, it's a day game. So pack your bags. You have a flight in two hours. And I had to go to the field and get my, like, all my gear as well. 
So like I like ran, did all of that. I called one person. I didn't call my, like my dad, and I was like, "Tell everyone I'm getting called up. Tell them to book flights. I'm pitching Saturday in New York. Like they need to get flights, so they all got like night flights on Alaska to New York, and they got there like the night before I pitched, and then yeah, I pitched and then hung out with all of them, and then got sent back down. <laughs> Trev, uh, mine was we were in Indianapolis and. Uh, rookie in alaska had gotten hurt and we had an idea i had like i was like it's gonna be it's gotta be me i line up like it's gotta be me finally uh and and uh game got over we won whatever i threw a pen that day we walked in the clubhouse and i was like oh like oh maybe tomorrow or you know whatever uh uh and then our manager gene glenn walked he was like hey great job guys also by the way mate's going to the big leagues just hit me with it just like as he's walking by in front of everybody <laughs> Which was really cool. Um, the, that's the way he did it too. He just like do a little announcement and then tell everyone for, like with you, um, and that was cool. And I got to call my family and stuff. And it was against I debuted against Samarja in in Oakland, and uh, so all my family was up in Washington. And everyone got to come down. They had a shorter flight than I did, uh, which was great. And and my nephew's first baseball game ever. He's one. He's never gonna remember that, but he was there for the debut. Uh, a couple of my best friends who I hadn't seen in like a year came and. That was super cool. And then I just had the worst outing of my life. Um, but fortunately, our, we were just out of it. It was August. And so they just let me get up there and just be horrible for 10 starts and just let me stay. So uh, uh, and now here we are. I'm a, I'm a reliever. And that we should have known that then. But, uh, but hey, you know what? Hey, you take your lumps. You learn. That's how you learn. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, me versus Marja. And uh, I'll never forget that the, this is a funny story. The the ticket people still had me like i was at the game they give me the ticket and it was cespedes and he had been traded like two weeks before that by the a's and it was his bobblehead night and he wasn't even on the team <laughs> so i have a <laughs> i have a yona cespedes bobblehead that i got we all got one the whole all the team did and i have that and he wasn't even on the team for my debut so that's like a so it's like a rare thing those tickets are, are rare so you have a good guy one. that's not even on the team on it yeah that's a good one Blake, we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us today and giving us yeah, some of your time. Uh, tell Pops, who was trying to call a couple times, that we say hello. Yeah. And I'm since you were the first ever guest on the Chris Rose rotation, you do also get a parting gift. So here you go. The Chris Rose rotation wanted to send you somewhere you haven't been in years. So the Padres have promised to let you pitch into the seventh inning at least once in 2021. Enjoy, Blake. Courtesy of the Chris Rose Rotation. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. I'm really yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> you got it. So when you get out there in the seventh inning this year, you know who to thank. You're yeah, welcome. You know, salute. <laughs> Blake, have a great season, man. Really, I appreciate it. Seriously, thanks for having me. All right, so let's continue on. Uh, you're going to be the first co-host to break down one of the six divisions. And so I'm going to give you not your own division. I, I wouldn't want to do that to you because you might say stuff and then guys in the National League East would be pissed at you and then you'd have to face them 19 times a year. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how about your old division, the American League Central? Old division. Yeah, I can do that okay. easy. All right, great. Who is the best overall player in the American League Central? Best overall player, top to bottom. Um, ooh, this one might surprise you. 
guy does it all is not fun to face and not fun to have on the bases and not fun to hit the ball at Whit Merrifield. He might be Ooh. he there is a good there is a chance that he might be the best kind of all around rounded player because he doesn't do anything. There's no like holes like he's a he can get 30 bags. He can he can he can run. He hits for a little bit of power gap to gap. He's great defensively. He's a good leader. Makes good decisions. Like and he's he's a tough out. He just battles you. I've had some success against him in my in my career, but uh, he's just he's just really underrated. I just don't think he's he's talked about enough in, in the. I mean, he's hit 300 every year for the last what three or four years, and um, he's he's a good player, really good player. I would say he's, he's in the conversation for sure. Now that Frankie's not there anymore, um, or or I'd say a close a close one probably Jose Ramirez. Those two, those two are, are thank you are up there. Jose's not not fun to have up in a big situation because he's not he's yeah, not a, hey, i'm gonna poke this up the hole he's like i'm gonna take you deep for three three run homer on a pitch that i shouldn't hit out just because right. yeah he's a little guy that could he's yeah. good all right let's focus on your old team minnesota twins mm. did they lose too much and are they now chasing the chicago white Sox in that division the interesting thing i think there is I think it's a situation where it's the twins to win unless they prove otherwise, because they have, um, I know a couple things that you might not, a lot of fans don't know. So losing Eddie Rosario is a big, he's been a huge run producer for them for a long time. Kriloff is a very good player. Uh, he's going to get a lot of playing time this year. The kid can hit. He's a pure hitter. Um, and he might fill that gap a lot better than a lot of people are assuming right away. He's really mature too. Um, getting his debut in a playoff game last year. So uh, that's not as big of a, I think, just a, a vacancy as people may have thought. They still have Ma Maeda, Pineda, and and Barrios uh, shoring up that that front of that uh, rotation just like they've had for a couple of years. Then you add Hap and you add uh, Shoemaker there. It's like those are, those are pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Uh, especially for if they bounce back. The way that that you know, knowing Wes, you know he's 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 the guy who gets guys to bounce back. It's a pretty good rotation. And then they added Colome, who had a one ERA last year, um, and Hansa Robles, who can run it up to 100 miles an hour. So they got guys that can that can uh, uh, do things and maybe fill the Trevor May gap a little bit. Um, and the lineup Ooh. with uh, some some guy I I saw him once. Uh, you it's fine. You have to be from like the upper Midwest and know who he is. Uh, got it. Okay. Um, and, and then they have, uh, you know, they still got my boy Duffy and my, my boy Raj in the, in the back end of the bullpen too. And I know they're, you know, Duff's been one of the best guys sleep under underrated. One of the best guys in the, in the major leagues out of the pen in really the last good. two years. So, um, and then you add Polanco, uh, uh, the, the ages wonder, ages oh, wonder Nelly Cruz, um, Josh, Donald, a healthy Josh Donaldson, like. Still, no, listen, I get player. it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great roster. It's just Chicago's is really good. They're, they're very good. And, and they and, added Lee, you know, and Lance Lynn, who's no okay, joke. And La yeah, La Lance is, I think Lance is a sleeper here too because of the way he eats innings. It's, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to all be about how the twins hit Lance, really. Uh, because that was the, that was the issue. There was, they had a couple guys that we, we had their numbers, um, toward in the bo bottom end of their rotation. Uh, that we hit pretty well, uh, Dunning, um, and he's he was great. But you know, we got to Reynaldo Lopez. We got to a little bit, uh, um, right? You know, and Cease at times. 
Um, and it was tough for them to like mature when they're facing our lineup all the time. So um, if, if, you know, Lance handles our lineup a little bit better, a little bit more of a, or their lineup. See, so yeah, I just did the thing that Blake was talking about uh, um, handles that lineup a little bit better. I, it, it could, it could swing, but that's what it's going to happen. It's going to be like that, that third game every series, right? Who, who wins the yeah. third game? Um, I think it's a, it's a toss up. I think it's I really do think it's a toss up and they, they, but they got some, they got some guys in that lineup. That off. It'll be good. Against. That'll be good. We'll see. Is the Royals lineup really good or just okay? I'd say still okay, but definitely train, uh, trending in the very good direction. Yeah, because they added Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. They added Andrew Benintendi. They bought low on him, and I still, mm-hmm. I'm still, i still a believer in him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he obviously had some holes, and who knows what happened up there in Boston, but I think they did a great job getting him, yeah. in my opinion. But, man, they can beat you with speed, because if Mondesi ever gets to first base, yeah, look out. Uh, you're telling you- me. <laughs> He's like 10 soul bases against me. So, <laughs> know all about that. Uh yeah, that's a they're again wit, um, kind of anchoring the middle of the, the lineup, being being the tough out. Uh, ben Attendee was his best when he had kind of the when he was more of that supporting cast six hitter type guy. Um, Soler is a huge threat that you don't want to beat you with the long ball. Um, um, and then they got Bobby Witt Jr., who's looking like he's looking like he's going to get some time. Yeah, but here. we won't see him because they'll suppress his service time. But that you kid know, is a stud. We'll see. He's a stud. And again, like they, that's what I was going to say. My whole point was they're probably like one young guy coming on to be a star away. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the same thing, kind of taking the pressure off Modesty, kind of just letting him be like a leadoff type speed guy. Um, um, yeah, I mean, and then the supporting cast and then you got to talk about they got a bunch of young freaking arms in the bullpen um it's just going to be about starting pitching seeing yeah, those guys that, and, and some of them some of them are coming along but they still don't have that like who's starting game one no yeah. but just in terms of watching them offensively they're a very watchable team and it they're wouldn't surprise watchable. me if by the end of the year they're a top 10 lineup i think they're i would think they're really that. fun because yeah. i think they can beat you a lot of different ways exactly um last one Got a good story about facing Miguel Cabrera since he's now approaching all these milestones and seems to have so much fun playing baseball. Yeah. Um, 2014, I was a rookie. It was, this was after, it was our last series of the year. I'll never forget because they had to beat us. They needed to like beat us. I think it was four game series. They needed to beat us three out of four to stay in front of um, Kansas City because Kansas City was chasing them. They were only a game behind. And of course, we, went in there and got beat three out of four times and then they won the division <laughs> but uh um i pitched that series and i'll never forget i got in uh uh they had v mark and it was like their lineup was kinsler tory miggy v mark uh uh um cassianos and uh uh one other one other bopper and then i'm just completely forgetting about probably um but just scary veteran lineup of v mark's just the worst he was the i just he just owned me i just couldn't like <laughs> Couldn't trick him. He knew exactly what was coming. He's the most patient guy ever. Um, but I gave up a couple of runs in the first, and like I threw a curveball to B-Mart, and he took me, like, wrapped it around the, the pole, like, top spun it. I was like, and and Miggy got me later in the game with, like, a bad slider that hung. And, but that was it. It was, like, a solo shot and a solo shot. And then I went six innings, and I, like, punched out nine or ten and, like, six, two, six innings, two runs. So what happened was, like, in the third inning or second, third inning, um, Kurt Suzuki goes, I think you're tipping your curveball. I'm like, 
So we decided, I'm like, let's go slider and let's go change up. Let's just bring the change up out. And, uh, oh, and Avila was the catching. Um, and I was like, all right. So we threw the change up for the rest. I remember I threw three straight to Avila and he swung over all three of them and just walked back. And I was like, I was with the three best change up threw all day. But I got a bunch of guys uh, swinging on the change up right on riots, just going for it. And it felt like I was like, oh, I made it, took a step forward as a player. And the next day, Anthony Swarzak is spot starting for the last game of the season. And I'm in the dugout. And something they something happens. Tori gets on. He's on second. Uh, Miggy hits a single. And then there's a pitching or uh, uh, our pitching coach goes out to talk to Anthony. So Tori comes down and stands up first to talk to the first base coach. Um, and Tori's standing there and, and, and Miggy's standing there. And I'm just like, you know, on the fence. And Tori, Tori goes, Tori goes, hey, May. He goes, change him. Good. And then Miggy looks at me. He goes, he goes, he goes, hey. He goes, hey. Curveball? No. He goes, slider? No. Change up. Good. Good. Throw that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Mr. Cabrera. Like, I was like, this is awesome. And Tori, and then it turns out Tori came to, to the twins the next year for his final year. And he, he's like, yeah, we totally had your curveball. All like half their lineup was guys who picked up tells like, like V Martin. And they all did. That's like what they did. And so, uh, that's why they were so, he's like, that's why we're so good. We picked up stuff all the time. And he was like, you, 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 but you picked up on it and you changed what you're doing. And we just, you had us. Um, and I, I just told him, I was like, dude, that time and you guys were on first and you told me like my changeup was good. was like, you like that whole off season. I was just like making this team, making this team. I didn't make the team, but I almost did. Uh, and that was a huge confidence booster for me. Cause I had like the week or two building up to that. I had a lot of like, if I want to stay in the major leagues, like I have to show something in these last three starts that I'm that I like there's this there's this third fourth inning thing where I'm just like falling apart like I'm walking a couple guys giving up a three and homer and like getting pulled in the fifth right I can either keep doing that or I can f- identify that spot lock it down and know in in the moment that all I need to do is make one pitch get out of it and as soon as I do that it's you know it's we're, we've been good and I did it a couple times I did it against Chicago and then I did it against Detroit like two good lineups that I was really happy and I, I just noticed that I was getting better. And then that was just like the cherry on top of that Sunday. He was just like, Hey, you made an adjustment and I noticed it and I'm the greatest hitter on the planet. So, uh, that was, that was a really, really cool. So I've always just been a huge, like him having fun and just like goofing around. And when he, when he, when he catches the last out of first and then he like acts like he's about to jog off the field, but never gets to jogging. So he walks the whole way. But he does it on purpose. So, like, I'm go, I'm gonna go. Uh, I gotcha. I didn't go <laughs> the whole time. I just so funny. Everything he does is so funny. Uh, All I wanted before I left the Twins was for him to give me like to get him to swing at like a slider in the dirt and give him the thumbs up. I wanted the thumbs up from him, but he never gave me the thumbs up. He's done it to a lot of guys, but never gave. He it has. To me. He did it one year to Helixson, who threw him. I think threw him a great changeup. Just one of those one time and just turned to changes. him. Yep. Did he, he do it? He did it to Danny Salazar in his, in his debut. Danny Saladar threw him a slider and because, you know, Danny's throwing like 101 every pitch and he punched him out. And he's like, this kid's good. And then he took him deep. Remember, like the next time he pitched against him and he did the up and it was like 460 feet, like over the over the truck in center field in America, <laughs> which that's a funny story. I like to tell people, too. But yeah, Miggy's Miggy's an all time great man. And I'm never going to forget that. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Before we get out of here for this session. Let's check in on your homework, Mr. May. And, right. and upon further review, uh, I did talk to the teacher, Mrs. Rosen. She goes, you know, maybe it's 
it's a little too personal to ask him to photograph, you know, in the clubhouse. So can maybe he get some stories about tattoos? So we kind of adjusted the assignment on the fly, and that's always what good teachers do. So if you're a teacher out there, it's not about just making the homework assignment and sticking to it. It's about adjusting and making sure your students get something out of it. So, Trevor May, what do you have to report to Mrs. Rose? So, um, first of all, we have a lot of guys with hats, like a lot. I, I actually, and and you actually gave me this, this. Uh, I think we had just signed Taiwan too, and Taiwan's got some, mm-hmm. got some work mm-hmm. done. Stroh's covered, um, um, but another a guy who's got some pretty. Pretty like I, I like his style. Uh, Gesellman's got some good ones, uh, really? um, some solid ones, some tribal. Um, and and so a lot of the stories. And to be honest, I'm going to be honest. This was all kind of done <laughs> yesterday. I didn't do a good job, Mrs. Rose. I'm so sorry. Next time, though, I'll, I'm going to have the most in-depth answers to these questions. But um, a lot of them are family related. And a couple guys have like really cool like half arm sleeves or like like an entire pack or side of their 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 chest covered that's family related but a lot of those are covering ones they got when they were like 18 so which i and i can't get anyone to explain what they were before but they're like yeah i had to cover up this thing so i got this uh but that seems to be a theme on a lot of baseball players this is really really a thing in baseball a lot of baseball players get horrible tattoos right when they're drafted like yep ton of them i played with i played with a guy who had the mlb logo on his neck and i said what are you doing what if you never get to the mlb what are you gonna do and he's like hmm i don't know <laughs> so so uh no we don't have did any he make those. it no he definitely did not and he didn't really get very close and he was a nice guy but yeah it was it was you know was what he changed it to ups UPS. It just says UPS with That's the shield. <laughs> By the way, Javi Javi Baez has it on the back of his neck. The MLB he logo. does. He does. But you know what? Shout out to Javi. That one worked out, didn't it? So you you can you know at this point <laughs> put put it on your forehead. You can do whatever you want. You know you you've been on an MLB show cover, so you can do whatever you want. And it's, that's just the way it is. Um, but uh. uh I, I'm I'm looking forward to learning a little bit more, especially as we get to know guys. Because remember, I've been a Met for what three and a half weeks, and Taiwan's, a masked Met. A masked I get, Met. I get and, it. And Taiwan's been a Met for two and a half weeks. So like, right. Me and him just being, I'm like, hey, can you explain to me your body art. <laughs> like, we're not there yet, but um, no. I'm determined now because I'm a little well, bit embarrassed. I would. I don't want to speak for the teacher, but my guess is is that that is at least B plus work, if not A minus. Well, then I'll so, take it. Right. C's get that's very that's very what we good. say right right oh. so your assignment this week and unfortunately okay. we didn't have a chance to write it on the board is that your season opens in our nation's capital mm-hmm. um i don't know what you're allowed to do because of covid protocols but we would love to see uh either a, a monument or something that is important to you historically Okay. You know, maybe a photo and you can explain why. And if that doesn't work and you have to stay in your hotel room, which we totally understand, give us a video tour of of the Washington palatial estate in which you will be staying. I can that is a, that is that is something that I can do and do very well. 
I am very good at giving tours of things. Um, I know that a lot of guys do uh, because, you know, we can we can walk outside like the biggest thing would be. Especially with that off day in the middle, there's a good chance that, like the, the bus might just like drop us off like in, in Monument Park and let us walk around because there's no reason we can't walk around. Right. It's outside. Like, right. It's fine. Um, and that would be and I've done that a few times. And there are some really cool ones that would be uh, really interesting. And a lot of them move related. I'd be like, you know, this is where uh, White House Down was filmed, you know, like <laughs> things like that. So, yeah, I can do that. I can crush it. It's very good. That's very good. All right, listen, you should continue to feel great about your performance in the Chris Rose rotation here on John Boy Media. I hope you had as much fun as I did and hanging out with our first ever guest, Blake Snell. I thought we got some really, really interesting stuff out of him. I think we did too. I think this is a great episode and the people are going to love it. Let us know, guys. That's right. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and, and also the likes and the thumbs up as well on our John Boy Media Baseball YouTube channel. And Trevor, I will talk to you again in a few weeks. Uh, Best of luck in the beginning of the 2021 season. All right, brother. Thanks for having me back. And I'm excited for episode three. You got it. Shout out to our man, Robbie, who is always engineering and editing with the best of his ability. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation here on John Boy Media.